0: This week, we read a passage from the account of Acts of the Apostles that is a wonderful encouragement and reminder that death is never the last word. God raised him up, God freed him from death's dreadful grip, since it was impossible for death to hang on to him. David says about him I foresaw that the Lord was always with me. Because he is at my right hand, I won't be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my body will live in hope because you won't abandon me to the grave, nor permit your Holy One to experience decay. You've shown me the paths of life. Your presence will fill me with happiness. The David referenced in this passage is the psalmist, and the quote is from the 16th Psalm. You, Lord, are my portion, my cup. You control my destiny. The property lines have fallen beautifully for me. Yes, I have a lovely home. I will bless the Lord who advises me. Even at night, I am instructed in the depths of my mind. I always put the Lord in front of me. I will not stumble because God is on my right side. That's why my heart celebrates and my mood is joyous. Yes, my whole body will rest in safety because you won't abandon my life to the grave. You won't let your faithful follower see the pit. You teach me the way of life. In your presence is total celebration. Beautiful things are always in your right hand.
1: hallelujah It may feel odd to have moved into the season of Easter, a season of celebration in the midst of these difficult times. Perhaps it is an opportunity to really take into consideration that at the heart of our Christian faith, we are called to live our lives in the belief that death is not the final word. And this is why Christians are called the Easter people. The tomb becomes the womb of new life. What would we do differently if we really believed that we are loved beyond all endings, that there was nothing to fear? Today we imagine Jesus at our right hand, counseling us through our days with these words, peace be with you. This is what he did when he appeared to the disciples after his resurrection. They were in a locked room fearing for their lives. Does it sound familiar to what we're going through today? Let's let Jesus speak these words to us as well. And here is how the story from the Gospel of John goes, John 20, verses 19 through 22. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As Abba God sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Two things Jesus wanted the disciples to have in their moment of fear was peace and the Spirit. Taking a breather is one way to see what Jesus offered to them. He wanted them to take his breath so that they would feel his Spirit living in them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I greet you with the Spirit of Christ this first Sunday after Easter. We are now in the church season of Easter, which will last with us until the time of Pentecost. We are Easter people who are called to deal with the heart of the matter, what it means to be Easter people. I find it amazing that today's scripture follows our church liturgical calendar and addresses what we are going through in the year 2020. It says to me that scripture truly is alive and continues to speak to where we are as people of faith and what we experience in our lives. And we're fortunate to have stories of faith. One of them comes from what we might think of the Downton Abbey School of Storytelling. Even if you've never seen the TV show or seen the movie, you can probably picture the setting of the Englishman's noble estate in the early 1900s. A huge, beautiful house with dozens of servants, more money than anyone knows what to do with. And when the family travels, they travel with servants and trunks of clothes and the style of life that they're used to. Well, there's a story from that time and place that's been repeated so often, it has the ring of truth about it. One of these high born fabulously wealthy families were touring Egypt. As part of their attitude that they must be seen to care about poor people, they visit a charity hospital in Cairo. In the leprosy ward, a young nurse was gently and carefully washing one of the patients who is disfigured. And one of the English tourists shuddered and said about the treatment, oh my, I wouldn't touch him for a million pounds. And without even bothering to look at her, the young nurse said, neither would I, but I would do it out of love. Love is the heart of the matter. Everything Jesus did from creation, incarnation, his teachings, calling, empowering, healings, forgiving, his crucifixion and resurrection is done because God loves us. Today's Gospel lesson is his story of love for us, and addresses the heart of the matter. In John's Gospel, Jesus came to the disciples at the time of their great fear. Jesus had been crucified and laid to rest in the tomb, and his disciples didn't know what would be next. They were afraid of named and unnamed fears. And then Jesus is there with them. He came to them through locked doors. And beloved, he comes to us too, wherever we may be locked in by our fear. It could be the fear of contacting the virus COVID-19. It could be the fear of relapse into addiction because social distancing has prevented person-to-person meetings of support. It could be whatever fear we might experience. It could be the fear of the loss of income, the fear of losing your home or retirement investments, or the fear of being alone. Jesus came to them and he said, peace be with you. And as he gave peace to his disciples, he gives peace to us too. Imagine Jesus standing before you now. Imagine him saying, peace be with you. Hear him speak these words into your heart. About what do you desire to have peace in this time? His disciples weren't sure at first that it was actually Jesus, but Jesus showed them his hands and his side, and they became convinced that it was him and they were filled with joy. And then Jesus breathes upon them and gives them the Holy Spirit, the spirit of peace and truth and joy. And they can rely on the spirit for help. And we too can rely on the spirit for help whenever fear threatens to overwhelm us in our life. In the midst of fear uncertainty, and unbelieving, Jesus brings peace and comfort with the very ongoing incarnation of the Word in the lives of his disciples and the gift of the Spirit. The word used in the Gospel of John for spirit is paraclete. We don't hear that very often in our today's language as we talk with one another. But paraclete's literal meaning is the one who appears in another's behalf. Jesus knows he is to return to God, the Heavenly Father, and he wants to leave his spirit with his followers. The spirit is the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor. The function of the spirit is to continue the very presence of Jesus, and by Jesus breathing into his disciples and also breathing into us, he wants his work and his life to continue. And we can see the presence of Jesus and the actions of people who bring light into the darkness of the concerns and fears and separation. In one of J.K. Rowling's novels, one character says, you can find light even in the darkest times if you're willing to look for it. We can see actions of unselfish love giving that brings light in the dark times that we might be experiencing. You might have read of the Brooklyn Brooklyn landlord who forgave a month's rent for everyone in his building because some had been laid off or furloughed due to the pandemic. We've heard of people acting similarly. I have no idea if any of them are believers, but I absolutely do believe that all good actions proceed by the paraclete, the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave to the disciples in the upper room. We read of medical bills being paid, rents being paid, food being provided, all for people in dire straits, though no fault of their own in this time. Even in our own congregation, which is full of believers, you have been a shining light in the darkness. You have provided food to those in need. You have sent cards and made phone calls. You've contributed to a fund being matched by a church member to Wesley College in Tanzania. You have made masks to share with others. You've gone grocery shopping for those who are at high risk. You've even driven your friends to their doctor's appointments and waited in the car for them and you have kept one another in prayer, all because of love, which is at the heart of the matter. And this is why we can claim Psalm 16 for ourselves, even though it was written 3,000 years ago. I always put the Lord in front of me. I will not stumble because God is on my right side. That's why my heart celebrates and my mood is joyous. Yes, my whole body will rest in safety because you won't abandon my life to the grave. In your presence is total celebration. Now the author of the Psalms isn't saying, oh, everything's all sunshine and roses and I'm a sunshine person. The author had family conflict and was pursued by the king's army. The author suffered and had doubts and was often in need, but at his best he returned to the knowledge that God was with him and God is with us. God is my portion, my cup, as the psalm says. That knowledge, that truth, restores my soul, fills my being with the heart of the matter, that God's love Never fails. And now, as we live in this time and will be a light to the world, so beloved, breathe in the breath of Jesus and be filled with the Spirit, and know that God is with you and God will give you peace. Amen. Let us pray loving God we thank you that you are as close to us as the air we breathe we thank you for the blessings that you give to us even in this time of trial we thank you that you never leave us alone we thank you for your gift of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and we thank you for the gift of one another we want to glorify you with our actions with the thoughts that we have in the thoughts that we express in Jesus name we pray amen